It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a great one dialed up for you this evening. Going to talk NFL, uh, going to talk uh, recap game uh, week, week four, going to preview week five uh, as well. Some interesting games took place. I uh, want to get E's thoughts and opinions on that. Got some big games coming up this week for sure. Got 49ers, Cowboys, got, got the uh, Rams and Eagles. Uh, it's going to be It's going to be a good week. For, uh, for sure, as far as NFL goes, we're going to dive into some college football uh, for sure. We'll give our top five takeaways from this past weekend. Can't wait to hear E. Scott's uh, thoughts and opinions on, on that. Also, um, want to talk a little bit of uh, what's going on in Chicago, man. It seems like there's some uh, some turmoil going on there. Chase Claypool was benched because, you know, he's not satisfied there. We know what happened with, with Justin Fields uh, in, in, uh, right before the season as well, right, right after week two, I should say. And then we got our one-ticket segment, our inbounds and out-of-bounds, and, of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? Poison, deadly, moving in slow, looking for a mellow fellow like DeVoe, getting paid late, so she better lay low, scheming on hearts, money, and the whole show. The low pro should be cut like an afro. So what you saying, huh? How do you know me and the crew used to? What up, okay, well <laughs> Good stuff, man, good stuff. You never know what he's going to slide in with, ladies and gentlemen, but he comes in smoother than ice, man. Good stuff, man. How you doing this evening? I I am well. Um, All right, so there. glad football is back. Um, we're supposed to get a cold front here in Florida, which means 80 uh-huh. degrees. And you probably say well, 80 degrees, that's cold. Yeah, that's cold yeah, in Florida because right. we, we, we dilly-dally in the upper 90s. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, man. So what's, what's, what's a cold front down there, man? We, <laughs> we, we hot right now. We loving it right now. We got that 80-degree weather right now, and we're loving it right now in, in October. So uh, good stuff. Also, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you're a long-time listener, you know uh, Dr. T is going to join us uh, this evening uh, for sure. We're going to talk some some different elements. You know, we talk different body parts. You know, especially when an injury takes place, we're going to talk that. Um, so if you if you're new, ladies and gentlemen, to to the show tonight, stay on your toes for that because he's uh, very insightful, very informative there provides his expertise to the fullest uh, for sure so always always a, uh, a great uh, and, addition and to we, the show and we don't just call him Dr. T he is an actual he doctor a, yes <laughs> yes yes actually yeah he doesn't just play one on TV he's an actual doctor <laughs> all right good stuff hey, let's let's dive right into it man and you know I kind of t- talked about it with uh, Chase Claypool man I, I want to start off with with that news and then we'll we'll spotlight I mean we'll recap some of our games that you know we spotlighted last week but, you know, Chase uh, Claypool has come out and said, you know, 
you know, it's the, it's basically, I'm paraphrasing here, ladies and gentlemen, like, you know, he's not happy with the offense. He's not happy with the coaching, which, you know, unfortunately leads to the offense or lack thereof. Uh, so what they did, they wound up benching him. They, inactive, they made him inactive in week four. So we know that Justin Fields, their course starting quarterback, their I think who was he? I forget what number he went three years ago in that uh, that that big draft that included Mac Jones, Trey Lance, so forth and so on, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, but e, you know, it seems like you know when Justin Fields came out and said what he said, you know, then they kind of it was kind of a little eh, kiss on the cheek, yeah, you know, we made up, yeah, 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 you know, for the papers, for the media, that type deal. But then. Two weeks later, we got Chase Poole pretty much saying the same thing Justin Fields was uh, was alluding to. Uh, what say you about this? Is there anything to take from what Chase Claypool says? Is there a common denominator there, man? Is there is is there something we have to be aware of? And what say what what did you get out of all of that? To be honest with you. Well, absolutely. I think the head coach needs to go. It's time for a change because okay, Claypool to show flashes of brilliance when he was with Pittsburgh, he could be mm-hmm. a number one for Jason Fields, yes. or at least a solid number two. I don't understand how you just tell a guy, hey, dog, I know you're to practice all week, but don't bother to show up Sunday. I mean, if that's the case, you either trade him and try to get something for him, or you just cut him. You don't just tell a guy, hey, you go ahead and stay home Sunday. I mean, this, this is not like, you know, you – you you tenth grade and you're not playing varsity. You only play yeah. at home, but you don't travel. I mean, and this was a home game. I mean, yeah. how you gonna just tell a guy don't come down here? And I mean, he was like, okay, now if he did, you know, conduct detrimental to the team or something like that, mm-hmm. that's different. But they hadn't said any of that. It just seemed like they mad at this dude for speaking his mind. Yeah, Justin, yeah. Justin Fields said, hey, I got to. There's too many kids. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. That's what yeah. Justin Fields yeah. said. Hey, so let me cook. And he said, I'm listening to too many people. And so Claypool pretty much said the same thing because they can't pull a move and do that to Justin Fields and just tell him, hey, don't bother to come down here. So they did it to Claypool. But I'm saying if he's that bad of a guy, cut him. I mean, yeah. if you wave yeah. him, he will be picked up as soon as he clear waivers. It's kind of like that waiver will work like a fantasy waiver. You know, you could have got fantasy. He picked up quickly. That's how this, that's how this cut will work. So I, I don't really understand what Chicago's doing. It seems like they're desperate. I mean, they had the game one on Sunday, and then Ooh, they, yeah. they 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 let Denver come back, a team that just gave up yeah. seventy points. Thank the you, thank you. I mean, how are you winning the whole game and you lose to a team that just gave up seventy? the week before, yeah. so I, I really don't understand what's going on with Chicago as a staff record label on a crew, and I really uh-huh. don't understand the Claypool move. Yeah, for, for sure, you know, and I think it's, it's kind of one of those things, like, listen, you don't, you know, you don't go against the family, that's ideal, I, you know, it's kind of like that godfather thing, never go against the family, you know, never do, uh, air your dirty laundry. Uh, in this case. So I think they were trying to make a point, trying to set an example, you know, to the rest of the team. Like, listen, anything you have, you know, you keep that in-house. You talk to us about this. You don't go out to the media and talk to millions and millions of viewers, and, 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 and you know, for sure. So I think that's what, what that was about. But then Claypool, you know, Chase Claypool was looking when that when that debacle happened, that letdown, if you will, uh, took place in that fourth quarter. 
he's probably like Stephen A. after the Cowboys, you know, when he's laughing, you know, you know, drinking his milk and, and, and laughing, man. Even though it's his team, you know, he's probably out there. He's probably chomping at the bit to say, listen, I told you so. You know, I told you so. I'm not just talking just to hear myself talk or just to get views. There is something going on in that Chicago, you know, organization. The record speaks for your record. Yeah, your record says who you are. <laughs> your record, you're their own poor. Even if you're not gonna play a guy, you don't tell him to stay home. Yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. he could be a, a DMPCD. Did not play coach's yeah. decision. I mean, yeah. you know, he inactive this week. But to just tell a guy, hey, dog, don't even come down here. I mean, what kind of stuff is that? Unless you know, he just uh, did something that was just so blatant that it had to be done. But if that were the case, I'm quite sure that would have got leaked to the media. We would know about that if that were the case. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This day and age, absolutely. Uh, it is, there's a source out there somewhere, always. Let's bring in our good buddy. I know he came on early for a reason. <laughs> for a reason. And we're going to dive. We're going to start to the things on the, uh, the Claypool situation. If, and it's what's going K, on. Um, if it's Mr. K, I got to go. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, speaking on this Claypool thing, man, I'm gonna just say what ain't being said, man. Um mm-hmm. you know, I was listening to a uh hip hop R and B show this morning and um you know something happened and he was like, you know what? You know, when things like this happen that we know um there might be a little, 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 you know, racial prone in it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That it, 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 we can't say it even though we know because we don't have proof, right? Um, I think Chicago, as a staff, record label, and crew, um, they, they, they're a little delusional. You know what I'm saying? Like something's not right there. I mean, years ago, I, I can't call the year, but I'm gonna just go down the timeline through my head. Um, they fired Lovey Smith after going Tennessee. Yeah. Didn't make sense. They ain't won a damn game since. I mean, they've won some games, but, you know, they ain't I been re- relevant they, they since. Have not, they have not matched the 10-6 record since they rolled them up out of there, Tennessee. Nope. Absolutely right. right. So, so, yep. so, you know, I mean, again, I, no proof. But come on, right. man. I mean, there's got to be something going on there outside of just football. it got to be. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because that man took him to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and in his last year went 10-6 and got five. Then behind him, you roll in this coach from Canada. You know what I mean? That yes. supposedly was the offensive guru. He got rolled out the paint. Then if mm-hmm. I remember, you had another guy in between time that was trash. He got rolled yeah. out the paint. Now this guy's in here. He's supposed to be nice. the end-all, be-all, but apparently he's trash too. Because the yeah. players are now starting to talk. You know what I mean? And, and then yeah. they're not saying it directly. They're saying it subliminally. But something's not right there. I mean, and it's bad. You know, now, can, uh, speaking can you on the Okay, you mentioned that um, Lovey Smith took him to the Super Bowl. What's more impressive about that, he took him to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Exactly. I don't, I don't think gross. that should be overlooked. He took him to the Super Bowl. He didn't take him to the Super Bowl. He took him to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. But yeah, go exactly. Ahead. So you know, I mean, it, it's it got to be something, something in the water, something, man. But because I mean, everybody coming out talking, 
and they, they somewhat saying the same thing, but not saying the same thing. Hey, you know right. what they always say? When there's smoke, there's fire. You know yeah. what I mean? And before the coaches let it come back to them, they're going to roll the players up out of them. Now, if Claypool did something so bad, like he said earlier, it would have got leaked to the media. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We would have seen some kind of police report, something. He slapped his girl last night, something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That wasn't right. the case. You know what I mean? We, we heard nothing. We we live in an area of social a time of social media. There's it's almost impossible to keep things yeah. under wraps. So you're right, Kay. If he would have slapped shit on somebody, we would know about that. Exactly, yeah, I, man. So you know, I, they. I, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm gonna say this last point. And I'm, 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 I'm gonna be done. But um, it's, 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 it's horrible up there, man. And what's gonna happen, which is sad, Justin Fields is gonna take all the heat, and it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. for him to get another dang on job. You know, case in point to that, yeah. um, I always told my boy JW in that some kind of way. Um, and watching the Bucks game the other day, they was like, yeah, Baker Mayfield's been on four teams, has five OCs, this, that, and the third. You know, they making excuses for him. Well, why they don't yeah. do that for Jamie? Or Vince Young. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because in, in the five, six years Jameis was in Tampa, he had five different OCs. But yet, all they call him is interception boy. Like, come on, man. But we'll, I get more into that later. I'm let y'all have. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, you make great points there, uh, for, for sure, Kay, as always. But I, this is what I'm thinking. Is this is what I'm thinking that happened? I, I think that when Justin Fields said what he said, you know, about it's the coaching that you know was making him look like robot. I think that's what the term that he used. He looked robotic, um, if, if you will. And I think that you know they probably had a team meeting, and they probably said, you know. To the team, listen. You know, if you got something to say, you make sure you bring it to your, you know, bring it to your position coach, you bring it to your offensive coordinator, bring it to the head coach, bring it to the GM, whatever the case may be. You do not go to the media before you come to us. And even if you go to us, come to us. Don't go to the media afterwards. I think what happened with Justin Fields, and they tried that 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 fake, that fugazi, if you will, hug in, the, in that practice. You know, they hugged and made up and, you know, whatever. They kissed and made up, whatever uh, headline they used to, uh, you know, to, to, to describe that. I think after that, Claypool came out and said what he said. So I think they was like, listen, it could be along the lines of what you said, e, you know, but they didn't label it as that as far as, you know, actions detrimental to the, you know, to the team. It probably was that, but they didn't, they didn't, call it that. It is inact- made him inactive right after he said that. They didn't say why he was inactive. <laughs> they didn't give a rhyme or reason why. But as soon as that happened, as soon as that was said, my man was inactive. And like you said, he told him not to come down to the field, come to the field you know, when they're at home. So that never, that, that rarely ever happened. So I don't think we're going to see Chase Claypool um, in a Chicago uniform um, going forward. You know, the the, uh, the trade deadline is at the end of the month in the next couple of weeks, August 31st, I mean, uh, August, October 31st. So I think we're going to start to see um, some of that. You're going to start to hear, you know, circulations of that, rumors of that uh, for sure. So I think that's what actually happened. And Claypool just went, you know, went against that, you know, the, the meeting that they had. Because I know they had a meeting after Justin Fields, um, you know, that, that, that whole situation there. So with that being said, um, 
with that being said, I think, you know, we're not going to see him in a, in a uniform uh, again. All right, let's do this, guys. Let's take a quick break here, guys. And when we come back, looks like we got um, Dr. T on. Um, we're going to get Dr. T in here, and we're going to discuss, you know, the injuries to certain uh, to certain players, you know, that particular injury, you know, what causes it, um, you know, how you go about rehabbing it. Again, if you're a longtime listener, you know what Dr. T is about. If you're a first-time listener, stay tuned. Very informative for sure. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. And we are back. And, again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and Ian Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us uh, before the break, uh, we were talking uh, Chicago Bears and uh, the Clay, Chase Claypool situation, Justin Field uh, as well. Uh, they're 0-4 right now. Um, they do play tomorrow night against the Commanders. We haven't dived into that game as of yet because uh, we do have our special guest on, uh, Dr. T. I want to bring in Dr. T here and um, uh, and discuss uh, what happens. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a first-time listener, Dr. T talks about various injuries, you know, what causes that, you know, what the rehab situation is like uh, as well. Uh, he gives us a breakdown of that. So with that being said, Dr. T, thank you so much for joining us as always. How are you doing this evening? I'm great, gentlemen. How's everything tonight? What up, you, all sir? Well, all well. What's up, one Trey? Yep. <laughs> Take it away. So, 
Uh, we had Dr. T on last week, and he talked to A.A. Ron and his injury. We also had a couple other significant injuries with um, Nick Chubb and both um, um, Stefan Diggs' brother. What's his first name? Um, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon. Trayvon. Trayvon, yeah. <laughs> Stefan brother, yeah, him. So, Trayvon. And um, Dr. T was going over, like, um, you know, contact injuries versus non-contact injuries and also tearing the ligaments in the knee versus the tearing the ligaments and the Achilles, both playing on grass and playing on um, turf and the significance of that. So, Dr. T, let's let's start with um, Diggs first and his injury because I know we were talking earlier and it was a non-contact injury. Um, give us a little more information about that. Okay, so let's let's take a step back and, and let's dive back into the anatomy. Um, I know we've gone over this a few times, but first-time listeners, let's just bring them up to speed real quick. So, um the ACL uh, is one of the main primary ligaments stabilizers of the knee. It's, it's, it's consistent with, uh, compromised with the ACL, PCL, MCL, and LCL. So the ACL, though, is the one that primarily keeps the knee stable. It keeps what we call tibia translation from happening. And with most uh, ACL injuries, probably anywhere from 60 to 80% of them are caused by non-contact uh, injuries. And usually we see this in sports where people are they're jumping, they landed wrong, they've changed direction quickly, or they've been in like a decelerated position where they're trying to juke someone. Um, and the thing about Trayvon Diggs is that I still haven't been able to find, because it happened at practice, uh, a video of a thing. But in, in most cases uh, with a non-contact injury, you, you've done one of those things where um, you put a, a medial vagus force to the knee, uh, with an anterior translation, and you've gotten a, a tear. Um, and in his case, uh, he's out for the season, so that would put him in what we call a grade three or a complete rupture tear. And the ACL can also have uh, grade ones where you just have some minor tearing to the less than one-third of the ACL, and then you got a grade two, which is between one-third and two-thirds. And so with this case, with him needing to have surgery, we're going we're gonna to put him in a grade three. That would completely put him um, – out and in, in need in need additional surgery to that need to help uh, stabilize it. Um, oh, wow. Versus uh, like someone in, in, the, in the case of like Nick Chubb who had a direct contact, he would fall into the 20% uh, category. Um, and his would just be a lot different where he's taking a direct blow to the knee and what we saw with him with a head-on force and having the knee being pushed back. So those are the difference between the the two, one being non-contact, but happens more frequently versus a contact that happens a lot less. So those are the two differences primarily uh, between contact and non-contact. Now, Dr. Steve, when they're going to repair ACL, PCL, MCL, LCL, what, mm-hmm. are they like, what are they doing? Are they sewing it back together? Are they taking ligaments from another part of the body? Or are they using yeah. artificial stuff? Well, how, um, how does one repair a ligament? Yeah, so basically what there, there's two choices primarily that people use, allograft and autograft. Um, but primarily what people uh, have been the gold standard of choice is using your tendon, uh, hamstring tendon, patella tendon, from your own body versus using a cadaver lab. Um, and each one of those are kind of done a little bit different, but primarily for this sake, um, what we're going to be looking to do is drill ports uh, into the tibia, into the femur to – aligned to the best pattern where the ACL was originally done. Um, and that's, that's how it's kind of done. And then you basically put it in the ports, you'll anchor it with whatever um, anchor that the, the orthopedic is going to use at that time that he deems fit. And then from that point, 
Um, it's about going into rehab and going through rehabilitation and a return to sports simulation and then back to the field. Um, the thing about it is, is that anytime that you have any surgery, regardless of how good the physician did, there's always going to be um, a gold standard, what they would consider to be about 85%. So regardless of the fact of how good the physician's done, um, the creator is always better. So, um, you know, as good as, as good as we can do, um, nobody's better than, than the guy who created us upstairs. Now, let me ask you this. So, I'm a world-class athlete. Which is the lesser of the two evils, tearing an ACL or rupturing an Achilles? Oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. that, that honestly, I think that honestly depends on, on the position that you're playing. Um, and I know we talked last week about, like, um, how soon someone can return from a, uh Achilles tear. Uh, same thing with returning from an ACL, um, you know, Elite people can sometimes get pushed six six months, but most times most people are taking about a year to return for both. Um, and the thing about it is, is that when you look at look at the at the studies, if we look at like the the, the NFL and we look at the literature that shows with the ACL studies from the NFL findings, right? Mm-hmm. They show that sixty three percent of ACLs are successful with the return to play quarterbacks and receivers due to their position and body mass, they usually will return at a hundred percent. Whereas linemen and fullbacks, depending on their body size and the, the, the nature of their position, they got about a 50% rate of return. So there's a huge difference. And, and that's why it's, it's kind of hard to say, because it's also based on like your position and what the nature of it is and your body type. Yeah, because like what? what you just said, what you just said was you can frame that two different ways. Okay, sixty-three yep. percent of y'all are going to be okay, and that sounds mm-hmm. encouraging. But I could also come in there and say, hey, thirty-seven percent of y'all are not going to make it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's it, correct. It, it says the exact same thing, but it sounds much more detrimental when I say, hey, look, it's thirty-seven percent chance, dog, you ain't never going to play again. That, that's that, correct. That, that, um, that's that's yeah. rough. And the, and the thing about that is too, um, when you look at that same that same study as they as they looked at it, as people were able to like not have as many plays during the NFL, based regardless of what position they've done, they were able to um, show improve range of motion, strength, agility over two years. However, that same group of players that took that long to get there and they didn't get back on the field their seasons ended about year three or year four. So you got one of those things, and we kind of always talk about it on there, like this is a money-making business. And if you can't get back on a short amount of time, the chances of you remaining in the NFL will be not for long. That is true. Now, (laughs) I know we touched on this a little bit last week, turf versus grass. With, With stadiums wanting to move to more of a turf situation, do you anticipate more ACL or Achilles-type injuries playing on the turf versus playing on that natural grass? Yeah, so based on uh, going back again to last week's study that we used, um, it, it showed in the NFL when it came to football players versus any other uh, profession, <laughs> I think other than soccer, turf ACL injuries were the highest. 
turf, knee, and foot injuries are the highest within the NFL. So if you look at that statistic and as an owner, as a player, you say, hey, like the science is showing my ACL, good chance I'm going to tear um, playing on this turf. The question is, is, you know, as a money-making business and stadiums are being built, like we said last week, you know, is that a consideration that's being taken for a short amount of window for a short amount of games versus a stadium that's being used for year-round? You know, how much, how much emphasis is really being put on the player safety and quality of life? No, I, I, I absolutely get it. So now, um, before we get you out of here, let's touch a little bit on the Nick Chubb's injury because his yep. was different than Diggs because you said his was a contact injury versus Correct. Diggs having a non-contact injury. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so with Nick Chubb, uh, again, going back, he had a contact injury, which happens about 20 to 30% of the time, um, taking a direct blow, pushing the tibia back, uh, which caused his injury. But the thing about Nick Chubb is that this is the same knee that he's injured uh, when he was in college. So we got this is a this is what we call a multiple revision for him. And multiple revisions, when you look at second chance, second tears at that 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 same ACL being turned, which is a repaired one now, you find that the 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 rate of tears increases to about anywhere from nine to thirty percent. That this this time, it might be a little bit greater chance that he's going to tear it again. Um, and the reason that is is that when you have an initial ACL, you have different things that can happen internally. Um, adhesions around the bone, uh, bone loss. Uh, you could have um, previous place hardware that might be not, might not holding up correctly. Um, it could have, like, a, a pathology to the ACL. So, being that, and also that you've got to create another portal, which has already been created. So he faces an uphill battle, not that he can't return, but because he's had to have a second surgery within the same place, um, the chances of, like, his healing, um, we just got to be a little bit more careful, keep a little bit more eye on him um, to make sure that he's going to recover a lot, lot better than he did the first time where he had an initial ACL injury. Gotcha. Well, that's it. That's about all I got. Do uh, you have any questions for Dr. T? Uh, I don't, but um, cause all of them have been answered, to be honest with you. But Special K, our, our, one of our good callers, he actually um, has a couple questions for you, Doc. So um, I'll let him uh, take it away. Uh, Special K, take it away, brother. I appreciate it, man. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, good evening, Doc. Doc, um, how you doing? All right. Uh, so I got one question on the turf. Um, and then I got another question with, you know, with knees in general. Uh far as turf goes, how much do you think uh maintenance uh takes into that turf being good? The reason I ask that question is because, you know, back in the nineties a few teams had turf then, um yes. but that was more like cement versus turf. Correct. And you Correct. know, knees wasn't so much an issue then. So I'm Correct. wondering, you know, how much does, you know, the type of turf and the maintenance on the turf play into um, injuries? Well, based on, like, the, the new recent studies and the new data that's coming out, they, they term that um, new generation turf or new – yeah, I think that's what they're calling the new generation, new zone turf. Um, and basically all the new literature, regardless of, like you're saying, like, 
back then it was like more of like an impact thing where you were hitting on concrete. But with the even regardless of how good they've said that quote unquote we've transitioned to this new generation turf, the rates of ACL uh injuries are continuing to rise. So regardless when we're looking at the fact of what's happening on grass and what we're happening on turf, the fact is is if you're looking to save ACLs at this point in time, it looks like the data is showing that football players uh specifically are better off playing on grass when it comes to saving ACLs uh, within the NFL, regardless of position. Okay. My my next question, um, it kind of plays into that a little. Um, how much does wear and tear? So, I mean, like, and, and I'm talking two sports. I'm okay. going to go basketball and football, where you got, you know, guys that's been playing since knee high to a grasshopper, and they're playing every year, and depending on where they're located, they may be playing year-round, and that's before they even get to college. You know what I mean? So yeah. how, how much so, does wear and tear and that longevity play in injury? Yeah, so, so wear and tear, it definitely plays a part. Um, and that is, and, and we can just we can take that outside of, like, sports uh, as well and just, like, the general average person. There's only so much what we call tensile strength that each tendon is going to peak, just like we're, we'll say, like, a man will peak at a certain age, a woman will peak at a certain age. That tennis is going to peak at a certain age, and that beyond that point, we're going to start going on a downhill. And you think about football players or athletes in general, right? Most of the time, they play, but most of us know that play any kind of sport. You never play at 100% without pain. And what we also know is that with that, with that said, we're looking at what we call a kinematic chain, the hip, the knee, the ankle. So if I have a death mm-hmm. at my hip, regardless on if it's the, the ipsilateral side or the contralateral side, uh, hip, knee, or ankle, that puts me at a compensating. compensating. So with mm-hmm. that said, when you're playing year in, year out, and maybe you're not taking care of your body year in and year out, um, is that going to be a complete factor? 100% that's going to be a factor that could, in addition, cause an injury to happen to the knee. Now, my last question, this is absolutely my last question. It's kind of funny, but um, how much does having uh, quote-unquote bad knees, and what I'm talking about is everybody know my boy Kenny Smith on TNT, you know what I mean, his <laughs> knees down there touching. You know what I mean? So how, how much does, you know, people that have not knees or bad hips, you know what I mean, does that play in oh, uh, a factor yeah. what, on, on yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So what, what, what you'll know if, if you go through any, like, any rehabilitation cycle, um, whatever the, if you have weak hips, that directly affects what happens at your knee. So when you look at um, any rehabilitation program, you're going to find that you're going to work a lot on your hips, a lot of hamstring loading, a lot of quad loading. But a simple fact that if any of those kinematics are off, um, it's going to cause an injury to the knee. So bad knees, like Kenny Smith, Kenny trying to go out and be a weekend warrior, what's the chances that he might tear his ACL? Probably a good opportunity. But for the simple fact that, you know, a lot of times, you know, as we get older, we don't play as much, and we also lose what we call proprioception. So that kind of like what that means is like those are receptors that tell us where our body is in space. So there's a, there's a point of return that's called like a point of no return. So when your knee lands in a certain position and your body's in another position, you can't get it back. And if it's in that right. position, that promotes the tear to the ACL. Wow. 
Yes, so if you're yes, retired, sir, stay retired. All I got. If you're retired, stay retired. Is that what you're saying, Doc? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, 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 no point in trying to prove something to these young generations. <laughs> so, 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 Dr. T, when we, when we on the court at our advanced age and we try to cut like we used to and we hear that pop, what, 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 what just happened? Good. Yeah, yeah. What, whatever probably just happened is you can probably figure out you about to you about to have a lot of pain, you about to have a lot of bruising, and Absolutely. you can go some for a minute. You can go ahead and go to the doctor, and get your MRI schedule to confirm whatever you just saw. <laughs> Case in point, I was trying to prove to my kids that I could still touch the rim. Now, mind you, I'm not six feet. I'm, 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 you know. On a good day, I'm listed at 5'11", but I'm about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, you know, ish, you know. Anyway, so I jumped up, though, you know, feeling good, you know, got a little running start, jumped up, though, off one foot. Yeah, I'm I'm on my way to the rim, but as I get up, I hear uh-huh. that in the back of my leg, Lord have mercy. Uh, all I said to myself, Lord, this come down going to be hell. Lord have mercy. I touched the rim, though. Hey, you know, you know that's what your boy Vince Carter says. They asked Vince Carter, uh-huh. do you still dunk? He like, oh, yeah, I can still do all this, the dunk. He said, dunking ain't the problem. It's the, the landing. landing. He's like, yeah. once I get up there, I got to put the landing gear down. That is that's a problem. Right. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and, and that's the thing. So if you, if you notice that non-contact ACLs, right, when you see them is when they're landing. And they get it ready to plant. It's the same process, buddy. Yeah, let the let the, the weekend warriors make a make a lot of orthopedic and physical therapists a lot of money. If the weekend warriors didn't exist, we probably wouldn't be a half our income. <laughs> hey, well, so man, I want I want to thank you for coming on as always. Appreciate you because, like you yes. know, you know, our show now we 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 call it infotainment. We inform yeah. as well as um, entertaining. You, you you by far the smartest brother that we ever have on. So you know, sure. we'll cover the entertaining part as long as you keep informing them. So we appreciate <laughs> you, man. And um, we you know we're just not getting into the heart of football season. I'm sure a lot more people gonna get hurt, and we we have oh, a yeah. lot more material to bring you back on, Dr. T, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, you welcome to sure, And, yeah, um, we're going to get you up out of here. But, um, yeah, as soon as somebody get hurt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have Dr. T back. Deuce Club. <laughs> yo. One trade. Polish that diamond. All right. Go. Stay blessed. Stay blessed, Doc. Stay blessed. All right. Good stuff there. Good stuff there, guys. Uh, Dr. T in, in, in the building, always making the house calls at the right time. So good stuff there for sure. Uh, great questions uh, from both of you guys. Um, he pretty much answered my question. I didn't have any questions for him because he pretty much answered them do, during his, uh, you know, his his doctoral, if you will, his, you know, his, his breakdown of everything. So, uh, so good stuff there. All right. Let's do this. Let's, quick, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to get ready. And because we're about to dive into, we're going to recap week four. And we're going to start off with the Buccaneers and the Saints game. All right. We got special K. I, I will not be back after the break. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to get ahead. <laughs> 
So we'll we'll recap those games. We'll recap the uh, the Dolphins and Bills, and then also I want to talk about some Jets and and and, uh, and Chiefs as well, and you know what it looked like for those. A lot of people are calling for referee interference, uh, if you will, in that game. But definitely want to dive into that. And uh, he mentioned it earlier. We know we like to entertain, so it's going to be very entertaining and informative as well as far as our thoughts and opinions on those games. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive-thru office. Give them a call, 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wolfsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it is Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you were just tuning in uh, before the break, we had Dr. T on. Um, and again, if you're a long-time listener, you know who Dr. T is. If you're a first-time listener, Dr. T breaks down the uh, the different injuries that takes place in all sports um, and in some cases in, um, in, in home recreational activities as well. Here's a breakdown <laughs> of that for sure. All right, so uh, it's a good story. So hopefully our good buddy uh, Special K is icing up and uh, heating up and all that good stuff. Um, all right, first, uh, before we get started on our next segment, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to thank all of our listeners. 
went back and, uh, and and checked the numbers, and they're growing. They're growing constantly, man. They're growing constantly each and every week. And we want to thank all of the listeners. I mean, there's so many of you guys. And we want to thank you so many, uh, so much for that. We so appreciate you dialing in each and every week, uh, for sure. And if you're not listening to a live, you definitely listen to the replays, uh, for sure. So continue to support it. We pre- we so appreciate it. We can't we can't say that enough, uh, uh, for sure. All right. So with that being said, let's uh, let's jump into the uh, let's jump into the recap of uh, week four of the NFL. And um, ladies and gentlemen, you know you know you know that Special K is a, is a long time caller. He's always always dialing in and, and, and joining the show and making it uh, so much enjoyable for us. He's a diehard uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and you already know he's got the diehard Saints fan. They went head-to-head, toe-to-toe last week. And um, got to get these guys' thoughts and opinions on, the, on this game, get a recap, a breakdown, what went wrong for their team, what went right for their team, what do they expect going forward from their team as well. So, uh, Kay, uh, you know what? No, E, I'm gonna start with you on this one, man, because you know you're 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 the host, so we gotta get your, you know, we gotta let you defend before, unless you want to go second. It's totally up no, to you. No, I, I I I can go first. Um, All right, go right ahead. Looking looking at us last week, I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't win another game. I mean, we we playing Baker Mayfield, who's absolutely horrible. We should better beat mm-hmm. him. And we got AK-41 back last week. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Derek Carr will have some help, you know, at running back. Then, you know, Derek Carr, they say he wasn't 100%. They they won't play Jameis. Jameis comes in late, immediately throws an interception. I, I blame a lot of this, though, on coaching. To me, Dennis, I can't decide who I dislike more. Brian Kelly and Baton Rouge or Dennis Allen and New Orleans. I, I, I hate them both, I think, equally. Yeah. But Dennis Allen. He, he he doesn't coach to win. It's just kind of like when you have a quarterback, when you say, hey, I don't need you to win the game. I just need you not to lose it, to manage the right. game. Dennis Allen is not managing the game. He's not coaching to win, and he's not even just maintaining it. I, I don't even know who calls plays for us. It's him. I don't know. We have a play caller. I mean, we we just we have too much talent on both sides of the football to perform like 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 we've been performing. I mean, we looked absolutely atrocious out there on Sunday. We made Baker Mayfield look like a superstar, which he is not. I mean, yeah, Mike Evans is good. Chris Godwin is good. We we knew that going in the game. The linebacker from Tampa, he's good. We knew that going into the game. But Baker Mayfield, come on, dog. We've seen this movie. If we couldn't beat Baker Mayfield, if we don't beat – remember, K-Walk, when you said if y'all didn't draft Trey Lance, you were going to break some stuff in your house. If yeah, we can't sure. beat Mac Jones this coming Sunday, I'm going to break some stuff <laughs> in my house. And I probably won't even be watching the game from my house. I'm going to be out somewhere watching it. If we lose, <laughs> I'm going to come home and break some stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Congrats to Special K and them. All right, yeah, good stuff there. But K, um, you know, what, what say you, brother man? I, you know, I, I was, I, I didn't say anything to E, and um, he had reached out to me, say, yeah, you know, K's going to be on. I said, yeah, I figured he would, but I didn't know if he was going to be on early. I didn't know if he was going to be in the middle. I didn't know you no, coming late. I didn't want to my moment. So, so boom, I, right. I, I, came yeah. up, I reached out to uh, him because there was a fight. Because me and you know, I know you don't follow yeah. fighting. I don't follow fighting, but I know Special K does. And so evidently there was a fight that was a big deal this weekend. I was like, yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I need K to come on and talk about the fight. But I know this mm-hmm. is don't want to talk about the same <laughs> So let me just go ahead and put it out there. And I reached out to her. Hey, 
normally he's working right. I'll text him. He'll text me back maybe 10, 15 minutes. Before I could get my hand off the send button, he would text me back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, I was texting E throughout the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, E, man, yeah. I said, E, man, y'all look great, man. I'm enjoying watching this. He replied with, hurtful. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? Before you get okay, before you get started on your assessment of the game, man, I, I was watching the game. It was one of the games that I had on, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my wife. I say, yo, E, e and, uh, and, and K, the guy who comes on our show, they're playing each other right now, so we're going to see if, 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 if K's going to come on. We, you know, Special K comes on, on on Wednesday night. And sure enough, that went down, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get K on for sure. And I, you know, he, might, he might be on earlier than normal, but he'll be there for sure. But uh, go, go with that being said. Go ahead. Take it away, brother. Yes, that's me. Well, let me start with the Saints, man. I mean, outside of them looking bad, before the game even started, you're not going to start a healthy quarterback over a hurt quarterback? Like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, this this guy, I mean, I can see if he was elite. You know, he was Tom Brady and Rodgers or something like that. We're talking about right, Derek right. Carr. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, I ain't, I ain't saying Derek Carr is, is total trash, but he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. You know, he's not elite. Not at all. You know what I mean? So, with that said, we, we I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a venture back a week real quick. Derek Carr last week threw for 120 yards or something, 25 yards, something like that, threw three quarters. Jameis played one quarter and threw for more yards than Derek Carr. So I'm going to start with that. Fast forward this week, Derek Carr had had 37 attempts, 23 completions for 127 yards. He had 13 completions to AK-41 for 13 yards. No, it was 13 completions for 20-some yards. How, it was, it was actually it was actually 13 for 33. I know 30, it exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, you catch 13 passes and 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 only get 33 yards? I mean, what 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 are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, man, it's 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 an atrocious. Yeah. Man. I, like I don't understand what they're doing. Now, as far as my boy James getting in the game and throwing that interception, I totally believe that was on purpose. I I, I, I have I, never. I texted you immediately when he did that. Remember, and the first thing you said to me was like, "Yeah, they was gonna never overthrow it that far." He threw it right to the defender. He looked like old James. Yeah, listen, James, James, the deep ball. Outball, whatever. If Jameis do anything, he's going to overthrow. You know what I mean? He completely uh, – he underthrew him by, what, four yards? That's not Jameis. And you see Jameis on the sideline. You know they kept putting the camera on. Before yeah, he went yeah. in, Jameis wasn't smiling or nothing. I think they had completely broke Jameis over there. I really believe that. He wasn't smiling. He wasn't doing nothing. Before he went in the game, I don't remember seeing him warming up. You know what I mean? So I, maybe I missed it. But I don't remember seeing him warming up. And then first play, you first play, you put him in there. You got him throwing a pass. What you want to play comeback? You know what I mean? With, with two minutes left in the game, yeah. you want to play comeback? Stop it. You know what I mean? So I think one, I think it was a complete setup by the team. Two, I think he did that on purpose. Now for my bucks, <laughs> for my bucks. You know what I mean? We got Shaker Baker, you know, Mr. Commercial guy, 
you know what I'm saying, going a hot 25 for 33, you know what I mean, 25 for 32, my bad, 25 for 32. Baker missed six passes, and I say six. Uh, my math ain't bad. I say six because he did throw <laughs> one interception. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Baker missed six passes and, 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 and got three touchdowns. Baker Mayfield. I don't think that man threw for three touchdowns ever. <laughs> but he did it. He did it against the Saints in, in the, the Superdome. You know what I mean? In the dome. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I ain't forget about that. Like I told everybody on Facebook, man, we took the ship, parked it at Lake Ponson Train, and parted, paraded our way down Bourbon Street, drunk all these. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what we did. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And, and it was finna be bad because. Look, Mike Evans ain't never had a good game against uh, Lattimore. Before Mike got hurt, Mike was three for forty, three catches, forty yards, and one of the, and, and, and there was a pass in the fence, and uh, I think that was thirty yards. You know what I mean? So Lattimore was in trouble today, uh, Sunday. He was finna be, he was finna get ugly. You know what I mean? I don't know what what uh what the motivation was. I guess because the contract year, we need to put stuff on the books for everybody else. You know what I mean? But uh, Mike Evans was going to get a lot of more deep business Sunday, which is a first. And I'm a Buck fan admitting that. So, um, but, yeah, man, we look good. But as I've been telling y'all uh, uh, before the season even started, 21 points. That's all we need. Defense do the rest. If we get to 21 first, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? And so far, that's what we're rolling with. You know what I mean? Our average, I don't know exactly, but it's about 21. You know what I mean? Um, and we're three and one. So I mean, we gonna keep that the rest of the season. We gonna yeah, uh, make the game match. Uh, we gonna get what we need on the scoreboard and let the defense do their job, and it's been working so far. Yeah, you you did call that the twenty one, you know, twenty at least twenty one would, would win this win this guys the game, man. And 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 they've they've, they've held up that uh, to that uh, for sure, man. And you know what, man, three and one, uh, three and one, uh, they have a divisional win over at, at, on the road, you know, against the Saints. Well. Yeah, a division lead. I was about to go there because I I actually had the Saints, you know, you know, winning this division. I know it's only the fourth game, and you know we're the we are, we are always the prisoner of the moment. But uh, right now, you know, the Bucks do look like the best team. Yeah, going back to Jameis Winston, though, Jameis Winston felt, you know, very, very disrespected, man. Uh, you know, very disrespected because he should have started that game, in, in my opinion. I thought he should have started that game and played that game throughout, you know. I know they paid Derek Carr all that money, but still, at the same time, if you're trying to win the game, if you're trying to win the game, Jameis Winston should have been your guy, and I think he would have led those guys to, uh, you know, to a victory. Or it could have been a different outcome, or it could have been a lot closer. You know, I'm not trying to respect All week, that was your, the talk that Jameis was going to start. Yeah, and it should have been. And then he should have started that game, especially with an AK, AK-41 coming back, you know, uh, for sure. I, I thought that, you know, they would ride him or at least, you know, you know, throw to open up the run uh, for, the, for the most part. And, and they didn't do that. And, you know, Dennis Allen – yeah, he, I, I'm starting to see what you, you know, what you already know because you're already dialed in a little, a little bit more in the Saints. And at first when you started talking about Dennis Allen and how much you didn't like him, I was like, you know, he looks like a pretty good coach. He looks like he knows what he's doing. But the more I watch him, because I watch every single game every week as much as I possibly can, unless the 49ers are on, I'm just tuning to that. But I did get a chance to watch that game last week. And, 
Yeah, he, he, I, I don't know what's going on with Dennis Allen there because I really thought they should have pulled the trigger and, and, and started uh, uh, Jameis Winston. So, you know, we'll see how that play going forward. The Bucks have a bye this week, correct? Is that That's correct, right? Yeah, I believe they do have a bye this week. And um, the Saints, uh, the, yeah, the, we the, Saints the Saints have the Patriots. Yeah, the Saints have the Patriots. So um, it's going to be interesting. We'll dive into we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the Saints Patriots a little bit later. But um, the, the next game I want to talk about, guys, I want to talk about the uh, the Dolphins and Bills, man. I mean, what a contrast in weeks for the Bills. E, um, you know, here, you know, we saw them put up seventy points against the Broncos. Then they come out and they get, you know, they, you know, they get put up you know, 48 on them. Hey, you know, what, what is it? Was it so much, was it more about the Broncos being the Broncos the last week or the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins being good? Because it's kind of hard to figure out this team. You put up 71 week against the Bronco team, but then that Bronco team comes back and put up 24 unanswered against the Bears. But then they go out against the Bills and even, they, you know, they only put up 20. He, what do you make of uh, this game, and then what do you make of the Dolphins as well? I, I, I don't know. That's the big because like yeah, right? you going, yeah. you go from scoring ten touchdowns to giving up almost fifty points. I don't, I don't. Right. I, maybe they got lax. Maybe they just look past the Bills, which they shouldn't, because you know it, it, it's debatable who's the best team in that division. Now, once Aaron went down, that put them in New England at the back of the division. But we we fully expect for Miami and Buffalo to battle it out. And on Sunday, Buffalo looked like just a better team. I mean, Josh yeah. Allen looked like Brian Dable was still coaching him. He looked well. Two of yeah. them looked bad. But that that Miami defense now in December, they're supposed to get Jalen Ramsey back, and then the other Jalen on the other side, they're supposed to get him back here pretty soon. But they mm-hmm. need some help on the defense because you can't you can't score seventy one week and give up damn that fifty the next week and expect to yeah. go far in this league. Yeah, for sure. And you got to ask yourself, you know, the Broncos aren't known for their offense right now, even though they have Russell Wilson, even though they have Sean Payton. They they don't put up points. They don't put up points like that, you know. But put up to, to put up twenty four points in a game against the Bears is kind of it's kind of a head scratcher on you know the Dolphins and, and and the Broncos too. If you want if you want to talk about them a little bit, but not right now. But nonetheless, you know, I look at this team and I just can't figure the Dolphins out because you know one week they looked spectacular. Tua looks like he just he's on point. He's getting rid of the ball in two point whatever seconds it is, uh, you know. Tyreek Hill, everyone's hitting on all cylinders. I mean, he did, like you said, he didn't look bad, but I don't think the Bills' defense is, are, is that great to hold them to 20 points. And that use that number that that uh, the KO is using that 21 points. I think 21 points is you know if you have a great defense should be enough to win. But the, the Dolphins know they don't have a great defense, so they have to score more than 21 points. But Kay, what say you uh, you know about this game? What do you usually take out of the Dolphins and, and Bills game? Man, with the Dolphins, man, I think I think um, you know, everybody took last week and, and made too much out of it. You know what I mean? Like they scored seventy, but hell, that ain't been done in what, sixty five years? You know right. what I mean? So I think I think people put put too much on that and say, Oh, they they defense I mean their offense is number one in the league. I mean, they have an explosive offense, but I think they are who they are. They they're just what they was last year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's no different, you know what I mean? Uh, other than two again concussion. They're the same offense, you know. Um, they are yeah. explosive, but 
they went and played an elite team. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Josh Allen started the year kind of shaky or whatever. I mean, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. we're just in four games. You know what I mean? So people yeah. trying to write the bills off already. I mean, that's 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 nonsense. They're too elite. You got a, a, a top five wide receiver with Stephon Diggs. Whether people recognize him or not, you got a top ten receiver. I'm at number two with Gabe Davis. Um, they got two good tight ends, and their defense is elite. You know what I mean? It's especially on their front seven. And that's what happened Sunday. That front seven got got after them. You know what I mean? So that, that makes yeah. a difference. Um, you mentioned the Broncos um, as far as what the Broncos did. I mean, they, they, they've been shaky. I mean, it's going to be shaky again for a game. Um, but they're going to put up some points, man. And, and if you look back at it, other than the Dolphin game, They've been in close games, even though they come up on the short end. So, I mean, pe- people putting too much into things too early, unless it's my Bucks. I mean, we about to make a Super Bowl run. But uh, as far as Miami <laughs> and Buffalo, um, I don't think too much into it. Um, you know, their defense is going to be hyped up. I mean, if I'm on their defense and I'm playing a team that just put up 70, okay, I know I'm turning it up and not this game. So, um, I think they just ran into a, a, a buzzsaw. Um, a team that's elite and had a reason to play a tad bit hard. You know what I mean? They got beat to sleep. So um, it it happened. It's a division game, but they'll get them in Miami. Um, I have no doubt. I believe Miami will beat Buffalo in Miami. Um, okay. So, yeah, man, too, too, too much into it, man. But, you know, Buffalo did what they were supposed to do at home. All right, good stuff. Good stuff as always. All right, next game here, E. I want to talk about. And it was a surprising game as far as the outcome and the, and the way the way the game played out. And that's the Chiefs at the Jets, uh, and that was the uh, Sunday night game there, man. A lot of people had the Chiefs just rolling over the Jets, the, Jet, the, uh, the Jets, excuse me. You know, with all that hype. You know, I'm not even going to get into. It. I'm not even going to mention the new names there. But nonetheless, um, you know, you know, when they were up 17 nothing, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of you know, at least 45% of the people probably turned the game off to get ready to go to work the next day uh, because they figured, you know, the the, uh, the Chiefs would uh, just pretty much just run away with the game. But, you know, Zach Wilson and those Jets, man, they showed resilience, and they came back against the defending champs, E, and they made it a very interesting game, and they took it down to the wire and there was a con- there was controversial calls, or in, in some in some instances, controversial no calls. But nonetheless, they Zach Wilson brought them back, and Zach Wilson looked like a different quarterback than he did in those first uh, those first three weeks, man, uh, for sure. I mean, he looked okay in, in in the first game, you know, but the the game two and three, he didn't look all that great. But he looked really good in in the game four. What did you take out of that, Ian? And how do you see these both of these teams moving forward? Um, what do the What do the Chiefs need, if anything, uh, moving forward? And what can the Jets do? Did this help the Jets' confidence? And if, if, if Zach Wilson can play the way that he did Sunday night, does this mean a playoff run and a divisional, you know, uh, win, <laughs> a divisional title for the Jets? What say you? Absolutely not. If you have a <laughs> clock on your Try wall, not a dip. Not a digital clock or, mm-hmm. you know, any of this new technology. I'm talking about an old school clock. I know where you're going. If you're this going. clock breaks and it's stuck on 113, twice a day mm-hmm. it is still right. 
So <laughs> that was your that was your boy, um, um, Zach Wilson the other night. I mean, a bro, uh, you know, a blind squirrel, a squirrel can find an acorn every now and again. So that mm-hmm. was the best you're going to see of him because he's terrible. We've seen this before. Now, I was impressed with how the Jets came back. If they had A.A. run, well, maybe it would have made a difference, but if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Here's the thing. Robert Sala was very upset about a call. It it was a legit call. They, they I, The call was not controversial. It was fast right. interference. He held right. the guy. Now, can you say, well, sometimes they don't call it, they let them play. That may there be true. Go. If that's your argument, then you have a legitimate argument. But to say it wasn't fast interference, you have no leg to stand on there. It was blatant fast interference. Now, you right. know, they called it, hey, it is what it is. So I don't really know why he was that upset because he can see the replay on the Jumbotron just like we can at all. Hey, you right. got held them. But now, I, if, you, if you're Robert Tala, you should be encouraged by this because if you can just get that Zach Wilson – you know, every night you're going to win some football games. You'll be in them. The problem is, and he was upset because he knows he's not going to get that Zach Wilson probably ever again. <laughs> but, but E, let me ask you, I'm going to stay with you on this and I'll come to UK. So with that being said, E, can you not, I know you don't believe in this, but <laughs> I know you, you, you don't believe in this, and neither, neither does Gary Daniels. I realized that on, uh, on CBS Sports, um, um, but Momentum. You can't. You don't believe that. You know he can. Uh, let's, let's, let's take let's take the word out of mo, uh, the mo, the word momentum out of it because you don't believe in that. How about forward motion? <laughs> Do you believe in forward motion? E and you know him using that as a confidence builder, uh, if you will, knowing that you know it's the Chiefs. You played against Paxman Holmes. You pretty much went toe to toe. It came down to some some people, 50-50, 49-51, depending on who you ask, you know, was that a controversial call or not. Can that be a, a confidence builder, and can that make the, uh, you know, the, the catapult the Jets a little bit more? I know I kind of answered that. I may ask that question before, but you don't believe that that can help that situation, even though they lost that game? Uh, are they playing the Chiefs again next week? <laughs> and nah, they, nah. I hope you all know they're not. Nah, so none of that nah. matters. So none of okay. that what you did against the Chiefs, because this is a whole completely set different right. set of dudes that you got out there next week. That's why, okay. like I told you before, momentum, I'll give you in-game momentum. I, I will okay. concede that that's kind of a thing, in-game. But to carry it over from one week to the next, no, that does not exist. Because this is a completely different set of dudes, a completely different set of circumstances. Now, not, that's not to say that you can't win, but if you win, momentum had absolutely nothing to do with it. All right. Even I, with that I, being I think said, they, could be, they could be encouraged by Zach Wilson's play and just hope and pray that they can get, you know, 90% of that again. All right, listen to this. Listen to this. This may change your mind with Zach Wilson. All right, they, they, he went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes Sunday night. We, everything that we already talked about. Now they go and they go to Mile High. Now they got the Broncos. How confident is Zach Wilson in, in going into that game? <laughs> I'm trying to sell. I'm trying to sell well, Zach Wilson. Hold on, while you go. But I'm trying to sell. Well, Sean Payne said, "You know, we back." <laughs> he didn't actually say it, but okay. I know he's taking it. <laughs> Russell Wilson, you know, out there playing for his job, really. Mile High is a tough place to play in. 
Uh, if Zach Wilson can be 90% of what he was last week, they have a chance because the Broncos are not a very good team. But mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to revert back to the Zach Wilson that we know him to be, and they're going to go into okay. Denver and get the doors blown off. All right, good stuff. Okay, what, what say you about everything that I just uh, mentioned to E? What say you? You start so you first are. off, man, I'm 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 completely on the other side, man. I I completely think that call shouldn't have been made. Um, you know, I'm 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 with them on uh, you know, I mean, because I don't. If you want to call why, it a holding, why why shouldn't the call have been made? Because the penalty was committed. Yeah. Well, they call holding, not passing interference. And if you look at it, man, I mean, to me, he didn't he didn't impede any motion of the of the receiver. You know he what I mean? Him. At all, he didn't impede any motion of the receiver, and that was within. I don't know what the exact rule is in the NFL, but I think it's mm-hmm. within five or ten something within like five that. Five yards. That, yeah. Within five, so within five, you can touch him. You know what I mean? If I remember correctly, it was within five, wasn't down the field. You know what I mean? And it's holding. Yeah, they called a holding. Now, seen, they didn't call illegal contact. And they, they what, that's what I'm saying. They, they yeah. call holding. I don't. I don't. Nah, I don't think that's holding in that, in that moment. Not. Not. Nah. I've seen people get mauled out there and they not called. You know what I'm saying? So I. I don't think that's holding in that moment. So I'm. I'm completely with them now. Does that make the difference of the game? We don't know that because they still got to score. You know what I mean? Regardless of when they get the ball back, how they get the ball back, they still got to go down the field and score. I think at that point they needed three. Uh, they needed three or five. You know what yeah. I mean? So they still got to score. So I I don't like saying that made a difference in the game, but that call shouldn't have been made. Now, as far as the Jets going forward, I think, they, I think, I think Zach, Zach can be a game manager. There's enough stars around him that we don't need him to play superstar quarterback. We don't need him to be Aaron Rodgers. We need him to complete a few passes here and there, you know what I'm saying, and let the defense do what they do. That defense is elite. I don't care what nobody yeah. says. That, that defense is elite. And, and, yeah. and as much as I want to see Russell Wilson rise with another, you know, I don't know why, but, you know, I'm not like a super Russell Wilson fan. You know, my guy is James, but – um, I want to see Russell rise because I think a lot of people is expecting him to fail. So I guess I'm riding underdog, but I think the Jets are going to go into Denver and beat the brakes off of Denver. I, I really do. I think they're going to go down there and beat the brakes off of them because I think they're going to feel good off of yeah. Sunday night. Hey, man, we played with, you know what I'm saying, we got a safety, yeah. and we came right back with an interception, got three, you know what I'm saying, and we stopped them again, we got seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, they they show they can play. You know what I mean? So I think I think uh, going forward, I mean, I, I ain't gonna say Zach's gonna be like a superstar or a pro bowler or anything like that. But I think right. he's gonna do enough, man, to, to, to carry them forward because everything else around him is elite. And what does that do? That brings up your play. Yeah, for sure, man. And I agree with you there. I think they can ride this, um, you know, a little bit, man. They can, you know, take out of, you know, watch the film and see what they did wrong and, and, and do their best to eliminate those mistakes and then look at what everything they did right and continue to, to, to build on that as well. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Jets like this. I'm looking at the Jets as 
that was might be a season change. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and win the AFC East. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and win the playoffs. Cause I think they dug themselves a little bit of a hole in, uh, to get out of. They may make a run. You know, we'll you know as the season progresses and it gets to the latter part of the season. You know, we'll see we'll see the Jets more in in the hunt as opposed to, you know, that wild card spot or, you know, that second seed, third seed, fourth seed, whatever the case may be. I think we're going to see the Jets in the hunt until they're, you know, mathematically eliminated. But I think they're still going to have a, you know, a decent season. They're not, you know, they're not going to be behind the eight ball for the most part. I think they'll be right around, you know, 500, teetering a little bit, keeping their head above water, um, if you will. So, um but, yeah, I mean, I, I think Zach will will build off of that. We're going to see how they do against the Broncos because this Broncos team, like you mentioned, Kay, is not that, is not that good. We've seen them against the, 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 uh, the Dolphins, and we've seen them for the first three quarters and change against the, the bad news bears, if you will. We're going to call them the bad news bears, um, but they still find a way to, to win that. So that's, you know, just more so saying that the bears aren't, you know, are horrible than the Broncos are, are good. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. Uh, let's, let's do this, man. Let's, uh, let's look at this week. I want to, I want to get, um, I want to go to our, our, our top five weekend takeaways, man. We kind of touched on – actually, no, I didn't touch uh, – no, we, I didn't touch on too many of mine. I don't touch on one. I don't know how many of yours we touched on. If you want to go there, if not, we can, we can, uh, we can preview week five if you want. We'll, we'll say you. Okay, okay we'll, we'll go ahead. I'll give my top five real quick. I didn't okay. have any sure. OLIs this week. I only have okay. the five. We, we kind of touched on a couple of them, but they still, they're relevant. Okay. At number okay. five, I put Taylor Swift again. Hey, man, enough of this Taylor Swift stuff. I'm tired of that. I mean, (laughs) are they dating or are they not dating? I don't care. I mean, why is that that news? I I, I, I don't care at all. Enough with Taylor Swift. And number four, I I got Hayden Daniels. Jaden Daniels from LSU getting absolutely depleted. Kate, Kate, did I see the video? I know I said, okay, well, I don't know if I said this was okay or not. This dude got absolutely, he had an out of body experience. So that that was at number four. And number three, I got Coach Prime them almost coming back. I mean, I know there's no such thing as a good loss, but if there is something as a good loss, this was it. I mean, because they they look bad in the first half. If they could have played halfway as good in the first half as they did the second half, I think they could have won that football game. But yeah. there's a lot to be encouraged <laughs> about in that game. And number two, no, we did kind of touch on this one. I had the Dolphins giving up damn near 50. How you yeah. go seven in the week before, and then you come back and, and give up almost 50 <clears throat> points? That was shocking to me. And number one. I think Daniel Jones just got sacked again about five minutes ago. <laughs> I flipped through the channel, and I, I think they just sacked him again. I mean, can't walk. Can't walk. Yeah. That's the worst football I've ever seen. Now, granted, my team is not good. I, I'm here to tell you. The Saints do not look good, but we don't look that bad. I mean, the Giants are just absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I ain't never seen anything like this. This dude got sacked, what, about 35 times? He he got sacked more times in one game than some quarterbacks oh. get sacked in a season. Every single yeah. time they snapped the ball, he was just getting absolutely demolished. I mean, Brian Dable over there yelling like he getting emotional. I mean, I, I, I don't know what his move's going to be, but his seat got to be warming up. 
So, yeah, those are my yeah, top man. five. All right, good stuff there. Uh, not too much overlap. We got one or two here. But uh, my, my fifth one, man, I, my number five is we talked about it. You know, so, uh, we talked with uh, Chase Claypool uh, being benched in the fashion that he was benched. You know, he voiced his opinion about the coaching staff and, Ultimately, he was benched and was, and he, he was told not to show up to uh, the facilities to the game. Uh, for, so that was that was kind of surprising to me. And it's, you know, and we're going to say, like we mentioned earlier, if you if you caught us, is that you know I don't see him being in a Bears uniform going forward. But you know, I could be wrong, and it would be the first time, and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. Uh, number four, I, I went with uh, Colorado um, as well. Very competitive, man. Very competitive in, in that game versus USC, especially without uh, Travis Hunter. Looks like he's going to be out for the next two weeks as well, from what I'm seeing. And also without Shiloh Sanders as well, the talented linebacker over there. So being out with their, you know, their, you know, arguably their best two uh, defensive guys and arguably the best offensive guy behind Shador Sanders, um, you know, and being competitive as they were, um, you know, says a lot. You know, says a lot. You know, for that team and that coach prime, you know, motivator coaching, um, you know, whatever you want to you know, call him, you know, whatever you want to label him as, he had those guys ready to play. And, and there, was always, there was always fight in those guys and never any quit, uh, for sure. Uh, number three was how bad my Florida Gators looked against uh, versus Kentucky. I mean, good gracious, those dudes could not tackle a, you know, a, a, a person in the phone booth, man. They just really couldn't. I thought they were great. His name, yeah, okay, all right, this guy, here we go, here we go. You know, I forgot to mute him, man, I forgot. He came in, he's riding a high, he's riding a high, I forgot that. You know, Kay's riding a high tonight, but it's all good, though, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, they gave up 280 yards uh, to, I think, Jones, uh, Jay there, and um, just looked like they just weren't competing, man. It just, they were just, it looked like it was one of the, I don't know if you ever saw that episode of the Cosby Show when Rudy was playing uh, football, and uh, those you saw those, those the kids just diving. Sweet feet, thank you. Sweet yeah. feet, and they were just diving past her, diving because it was you know it was staged. That's what it looked like to me as a Florida game. He was trying to tackle uh, you know Kentucky uh, offensive players there. So um, yeah, the so number three there. Number two was how bad Mac Jones looked against the other uh, Dallas Cowboys. You know I, I you know. Dallas Cowboys right now are, you know, they're they're taking advantage of the fact that they're they're playing against really bad quarterbacks. You know, first week was uh, who was it? Um, uh, it was uh, um, Daniel Jones. Then they had then he had Zach Wilson played against Cobb, lost against uh, Dobbs. Excuse me, lost against him. And then, but you know what? The Patriots aren't that bad, man. They really aren't that bad. But Mac Jones did not look like a quarterback who was interested in playing football. I mean, some of those throws that he made was just 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 it's just mind-boggling to me. Uh, granted, I'm not taking anything away from the Cowboys because the Cowboys they're a very opportunistic defense. If you make mistakes, they will make you pay. Uh, if you look at you know what they have done in the first four weeks, that defense is you know arguably the best defense. I'll put them up there, the best defense in the league. They're playing playing the best defense. I should say that. All right, number one is my guy Jimmy Butler. Man, what is going on with the look, bro? <laughs> what is going on with the perm? I know he got rid of it, but you know the first thing I thought about, guys. I don't know if you guys ever watched the movie Belly. You ever watched the movie Belly? And the guy who played the guy who played Big, uh, he was also in, uh, you know, Menace that of Society. That was Kane from Menace of Society. Yeah, Kane from Menace of Society. Yeah, Big. And he, that's what he reminded me of. And then he goes down and sits down, and he, he flips the hair uh, and with the earrings and everything. Not that anything's wrong with that, 
but I'm just saying. <laughs> but but the fact of the matter is, you know, it was a different look. And Jimmy does that from from you know every season, every you know beginning of every season when it's media day. But Jimmy, that that was something different, bro. That was something different. I know you you tightened it up. It's a different look. But that's what I took out of that uh, for sure. But Kay, I you know I don't know if you have four, two, one, or you want to throw a couple in there that you took out of this weekend. Uh, but what say you about this, brother? Which would you take up from what, the weekend? What's the, what's the category from the weekend? And so, what, you know, the biggest story, the biggest takeaways you took from this weekend, you know, some of the biggest stories, whether it be, you know, your Saints beating the – I mean, your Bucks beating the Saints, you know, whatever the case may be. Biggest stories to me uh, – so I'm going to just ride some of y'all, what y'all said, and, and, and I'm going to add a few in there. So I'm with E with number five, man. That Taylor Swift, man, they, they need to cut this out. I know why they're doing it because, you know yeah. – uh, his jersey sales took off. You know, that's money for the NFL, yada, yada, yada. But, man, she ain't got nothing to do with football, man. And I don't give a damn about them dating. I could care less. Yeah, that. Um, so, yeah, I'm right. That's, that's number five. Number four is this Charlo Charlo Canelo fight. Man, listen, man. Hold on, before, before, um, before you go there, before you go there, because we're going to take a break, and I want you to dissect that. So hold on to that one. All right, because I want you to yeah, break that, that one that, down for that's us. That's why we had you on. Not talking about this yeah. Saints Bucks nonsense. <laughs> we had you on for this Charlo Canelo fight. Stick to the script, yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to that one, bro. So I just leave that one at number four. Number 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 three. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the bus, um and their comeback. Um, what y'all didn't mention with their comeback, man. They put in them two true freshmen, and they got off. You know, uh, salute to the air. Um, where I'm from, Lakeland. Uh, Hermione got in, and and he did what he was supposed to do. He did what we know he could do, and um. You know, they was asking questions with Prime all week, and he never mm-hmm. said that he couldn't play. He said he wasn't buying in. You know what I mean? But he finally got yeah. out there, and immediately you saw his impact. Um, and then the rookie on offense, I don't know where he's from in Louisiana, but I know they said he's from Louisiana. He's from um, Vivian, right guy. outside the street for He went to North Cato. They was in my okay. – they in the same division as my high school when I was in high school. 10 Dick got off. You know what I mean? That's – what he had, 175 catches? I mean, 175 <laughs> yards, six catches, something like that. That yeah. shit got off. So yeah, they 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 look good, man, and I think it can make a difference going forward. Uh, number two, uh, I'm actually surprised with Denver coming back in that game. Um, mm-hmm. I actually posted on Facebook, man. The whole staff should be fired at that time. The score was 21-3. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, so yeah, I was that that shocked me. Um and and number one uh, what is gonna be number one? What I got for number one? Uh, let me see, man. What happened in Louisiana? Um Yeah, man, number one, man, wow. I mean, it, it wasn't a shocker, but you know, biggest story for me. You know what I mean? I loved it. You know, every minute of it, man, the Saints look great on You know what I mean? We, we went down like I said earlier, man, we went and parked our boat down there in Lake Pontchartrain. You know what I'm saying? I took the little fair boat in it, you know what I'm saying, and paraded all the way down Bourbon Street and drunk all they milk, you know, and ate all their beignets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, graciously, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, that's that's it, man. That's my five. 
All right, all right, good, good stuff there, good stuff there, brother, for sure. All right, let's take a quick pause. I mean, a real quick pause, and when we come back, we're gonna um, we want to uh, we want to get into uh, Special K's, um, you know, uh, the fight uh, that took place Saturday night. Uh, we're gonna get his thoughts. I know we got some boxing fans out there that are listening, so he's gonna give his uh, analysis on that. And then right after that, we're gonna dive into E. Scott's entertainment segment. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott. Never had it so good, Sports Radio. What's up, guys? This is Kenny B. Winning from Gobo, Go Black owned on Facebook and Instagram. You are listening to Sports Talk with my dudes, K. Walker. Eric Scott, and they'll be right back. Hey, need your W-2s, 1099s, processed, printed, and mailed? Email us today at 1040 at javistax.com, 1040 at javistax.com, or call 803-419-1001, Welcome back, welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and East Scott. Right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Joining us is uh, Special K. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this evening, brother. And uh, we're going to talk um, talk some bad on uh, some boxing right now. And then Special K is going to uh, give us his thoughts and analysis on the uh, the fight that took place this uh, this past weekend. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. I was in a football stupor as I am this time of year, ladies and gentlemen. But K, for our boxing and uh, listeners and boxing fans who are listening, take it away, brother. What's, what say you about that fight? Before before we get into the main event, man, I'm gonna talk about a mm-hmm. fight that was uh before that. Uh, it was uh your your Dennis Yugas, uh, Cuban guy versus uh Barrios. Um, what's Barrios? Mario Mario Barrios. Now, mm-hmm. if you if you watch the pay per view, you you may have saw this fight, but uh, listen, man, Barrios beat the brakes off Yugas. Even dropped him in one round. I think it was the second, the third. I don't remember exactly, but he dropped him in a round. And I mean, Yugas looked like he he did after he fought Spence. And for those that don't know, uh, Yudinis Yugas uh, uh, fought Spence uh, for the belt before he fought Crawford. Um, and Spence beat him, broke his orbit of bone. Um, you know, beat him pretty bad. You know what I mean? Had him kind of looking like Ellison Man in there. Um, well, in this fight, he, he looked like Elephant Man again. I mean, the doctor was called to the ring uh, two or three times um, to look at that eye. So, you know, that's how bad Barrios was beating him. However, um, as corrupt as boxing is, the judges gave the fight to Uber. Um, oh, wow. And, of course, and of course, the crowd booed. Um, and that was a highway robbery, you know, complete robbery. By my eyes and most people that I know watch boxing, um, it was the same with them, complete robbery. So I just wanted to mention that first. Now, as far as this Charlo versus Canelo, listen, man, for those of you that are listening that are true boxing fans, you know this was just a straight money fight. Now, to me, Charlo didn't have a, a will or a want or anything like that to, to fight uh, Canelo. I, I actually nodded off at one point, which is no I can't tell you the last time that's happened to me in a fight. And that's just me being completely honest. I, I nodded off in this fight because I feel like Charlo didn't put up no fight at all. You know what I mean? I, I, I really don't feel like, you know, at any point he was given a true Charlo effort. You know, and I think I've seen Charlo last eight to ten fights maybe. Uh, you know, live, 
You know, no replay, no you, uh, YouTube, none of that. Live. I've watched this fight. And I've watched uh, pretty much all of Canelo fights since uh, Mayweather um, and a few before. So um, Mayweather, uh, Canelo looks like he's slowing down um, or either he fought the level of his competition. Because that's how bad Charlo was. Charlo was terrible. You know, uh, and, and, and speaking on that, the trainer, which is the same trainer for Spence, Derrick James, um, he's looking really bad right now. You know what I mean? Uh, he's had two fighters that have taken a complete butt whipping in the ring um, that was considered elite. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. before they rang the bell, um, Charlo was the undisputed champion at 154. Um, once they rang the bell, he lost one of the belts uh, to uh, Costa Zoo. Um, uh, Australian guy, um, which is the up and coming fighter. Uh, that's why a lot of uh, Crawford has backed off trying to fight Charlo, and now wants to fight uh, Canelo. One because he knows he's old, his time is running out, and he wants to take his chance at being an undisputed champion in three divisions, which has never been never happened uh, in the four belt era. So uh, that's the idea right now. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, Spence has reactivated his rematch clause um, to fight Crawford again. However, my understanding is talks haven't really started on that. Um, but it's Charlo thing, man. Now he's saying he wants to fight Crawford. <laughs> Crawford put out there on, on X, uh, formerly Twitter, um, that he has no interest in fighting Charlo now after that performance. Um, so, yeah, I think Crawford, Canelo is going to happen. Um, who knows? Um, there's talk of uh, Canelo fighting uh, David Benavidez, which I call the boogeyman at 168. Nobody wants to fight him. That's the loop. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, look him up. David Benavidez, he's, he's a true monster at that 168. And to me, Canelo has ran for him for two years. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, the, the Charlo fight, man, is it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, Charlo, no effort. Canelo did what he was supposed to do. Actually, with the way Charlo fought, he should have went ahead and just knocked him out. Um, but, yeah, it, Charlo was on his bicycle the entire fight. Um, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible performance by Charlo. All right, good stuff there. Good stuff. Great analysis there, man. And and, and that's uh, Special K, man, giving us uh, his uh, boxing uh, terminology, man, and uh, analysis there. You can't spell knockout without a Special K. Can I say that? That's, that's, that's cool. All right, without a K. You can't spell knockout. Well, that's sleep. That's right. Well, that's sleep. Well, you, need, you, must, you might need to pattern that. Right. <laughs> so good stuff, man. So appreciate you, uh, you know, you know, bringing your expertise in there and, and that matter for uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick pause. It's time for E. Scott's entertainment segment, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a first time listener, stay on your toes. If you're a long time listener, you already know. All right, it's sports talk with K. Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, <laughs> how you do that, dip? How you do that death, New Orleans, Baton Rouge? How you do that death, Lafayette, St. Charles? How you do that death, Shreveport, Mississippi? How you do that death, Alabama, Atlanta? How you do that death, Florida, Arkansas? How you do that death? Say who that? They want to do that. Run Hey, what up, guys? K. Walk, I tried to get Jay on, but he wasn't available, so he could get him a rematch. From okay. last week, it's, it's, a, um, 
another J-type category. What I got, uh-huh. but I think the questions are easy, but we'll see how you guys okay. do. Um, right. What we got tonight, we got 19 of them on the board, black history. I'm going to give you a black history fact, and you'll provide me with an answer. Uh, okay. Okay, well, we got 19 of them on the board. Where do you want to start? All right. Uh, give me, I always ask how we do every week. Give me number one. <clears throat> number one, who invented the traffic light? Who's credited with uh, building yeah. the traffic light? Um, gosh, who, um, Morgan, uh, Garrett, uh, what's his name? Garrett Morgan. Is that right? Yeah. For, final answer. I'm looking over at the right? staff for a ruling. Uh, that's okay. You can steal. Ah. Uh, ah, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> Who invented the traffic light? Oh, man, I have no idea, man. I knew it was black, man. Fine <laughs> It was actually Garrett Morris. You were close, Morris? though. Okay. Yeah. You sure it's not Morgan? I think it's Morgan, bro. Let me just yeah, go over Morgan, bro. I, I know that. Give me a sec. If if you're I correct, learned, I'm gonna fire the staff. I learned that oh, from yeah, a different actually, world. That you, you are correct. I learned that from a different world. I think when I typed in, I think when I typed in, auto correct got me because you know how you be typing okay. stuff. Yeah, but no, okay. Yeah, that, that that's correct. My bad. Uh, right, Kyle, that's okay. We on you. Uh, let me see. Is it on the board? Let me get thirteen. Number 13, number 13. In 1989, this state was the first to elect a black governor. All I need is a state. I don't know. Uh, black governor. I'm Georgia. Fine. Okay, well, you can steal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Um, I'll do it somewhere down south. I'll say, uh, when you say Georgia, I'll say South Carolina. Uh, the correct answer was Virginia. In 1989, uh, okay. Virginia was first black governor. Wow. Uh, okay, well, you. All right, where are we at here? Give me, oh, we don't, uh, I don't, you don't have my 20s in here. Uh, give me number four. <clears throat> number four. What fraternity was MLK a member of? That's Martin Luther the King. What fraternity was Martin Luther the King a part of? Uh, all right. So I may have a, um, oh, was he a sigma? Oh man, you brought it up. I'm gonna say Kappa since you brought it up. We'll say Kappa. Follow answer. So it's okay. You can steal. Uh, I should have worked out. Which fraternity? Yeah, was well, MLK a member of? Um, I don't even know what they call, man, but that's that golden black. Um, I don't know what it is, though. I know the color, yeah. the golden black. Well, the colors are correct. Um, yeah, the correct answer is 06, Alpha Phi Alpha. Oh, six. Uh, yeah, that's okay. you? Let me get 14. See, 14, 14. What city is credited as the birthplace of hip-hop? What city? 
New York. <laughs> Santa Ana. I'm going to need you to be a little more specific. New York City, Santa Ana. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't get credit for that. Can't walk. Yeah, that's the city I was born in, <laughs> the Bronx. Finally, this is the boogie down, Professor K. Boogie that is correct. The Bronx is the boogie down. Ain't the boogie down in New York City? That's nah, it's Burroughs. That's the yeah, that's Burroughs. New York City could be Manhattan, it could be uh, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island. So yeah, you gotta be more specific, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> K. Walk, will you? All right, give me number two. Number two, number two. Who invented the cotton gin? Oh, um, uh, I know this. I know this. Uh, Eli Whitney, finally. <laughs> that is correct. Eli Whitney is the correct answer. Special K. Let me get 15. Number 15. In 1863, President Lincoln signed a document ending slavery. What was this document called? Declaration of Independence. No, Declaration of uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay. <laughs> Good save. Good save the beat. That, that is correct. You are about to cut you out. You talking about the Declaration of Independence. Well, yeah, Emancipation Proclamation is the correct answer. Okay, well. It scared me there for a second, brother. Uh, give me number. <laughs> give me number eight. <laughs> number I ain't eight. say fine, I am. No, no, we got you the point. You got him. Yeah, right, number yeah. eight. Who said injustice anywhere is a let is a threat to justice everywhere? Ah, uh, that was no. I want to sound like Martin Luther King. Um. Was it Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King, final answer. That is correct. Yeah, that is the last yeah, line yeah. and letter from the mm-hmm. Birmingham jail. A threat to okay. justice. Yes. It was a threat to justice everywhere. Uh, so, Mr. K. Um, 16. Number 16. Daily Double. Oh. K-Walk has 20. You have 5. You can risk up to 10. 10 feet chicken. Dark meat. Who was the first black man to appear on a United States postage stamp? Huh. Uh, <clears throat> I have no idea, man. Um, he, they, they, it's a daily double, so he can't steal. I'm going to help you right. out a little bit here since ain't no money yeah. on the line. I think he I has, know, though. He, he has high schools named after him and damn near everywhere. every city in the United States. Everywhere. Martin Luther King. That's you, ain't never heard no Martin, you ain't never heard no Martin Luther King, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's on my uh, yeah, somewhere. 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 I ain't never I heard know. of Martin Luther King, huh? The correct <laughs> answer is Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington. They oh, got BT Dubs everywhere. I'm, I'm, That's if true. I had, if I had control of the board, I'd disconnect you right now. <laughs> <laughs> <That was insane>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Can't, can't walk. We owe you. All right. 
Give your number. Uh, let me see what we're looking at here. Give me number seven. <clears throat> number seven, Daily Double. Ooh. You have 20. Special K has negative five. Negative five. Okay. Give me, I'll do, let's, let's do uh, this one daily double left. Give me, I'll do, I'll do 10, man. I'll do 10. What sorority is Vice President Kamala Harris a member of? Man, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, that's. That's uh all right, so I'm I'm just gonna just guess. Um I uh I don't know. What's the ski 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 uh, what do they do? Ski is that a Kappa ski Kappa week. Alpha Psi, whatever, yeah, ski week, whatever. Final answer. I don't know. Incorrect. She's an AKA okay. but they do do ski week. Alpha oh, Kappa okay. Alpha. Exactly. Oh, okay. So we got a game. You got ten, K Y S K is negative five. We there's a daily double left and a plethora. So it's okay, we on you. Hey, he's still there. Okay. He's still there, okay? Oh, oh, 17. Who wrote Why the Cage Bird Sings? Man, what kind of question is that? Um, <laughs> well, then, then the Cage Bird Sings, somebody had to write it. Who was it? Mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman, Fine <laughs> animal. Yeah, right. <laughs> he said Harriet wow. Tubman. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. That's all I got. Uh, tell you what. I, I don't know, brother. So I was going to guess uh, the Black History, I don't know, Maya Angelou. I don't know. Final answer. Maya Angelou mm-hmm. is the correct answer. Are you that kidding me? Are you kidding? <laughs> that, that is the correct answer. She also wrote Why the Cage Bird Sings. Will you? Okay, what? Wow. All right. Um, wow. All right. That shouldn't have been a daily double. Um, 19. <laughs> Number 19. What year did MLK deliver the I Have a Dream speech? What year? Oh. Oh man, what year is that? Um, wow, I don't know, brother. Um, what year did he die? Uh, uh, sixty. Oh man, sixty-two. Is it sixty-two? I don't know. Sixty. Sixty-two. Final answer. I don't think that's right, though. So that's okay. You can steal this one. Ah, it's sixty-five. Final. Sixty-five is correct. Nineteen sixty-five is the correct oh, okay. answer. Okay. So I'm, I was about to come get your black card, but I'm gonna let you keep it for a little while longer. This should be that one. <laughs> so okay. We owe you. Uh, what are we going to? What's the highest? Uh, we get well. The highest level is eighteen. Yes, right. Oh, give me eighteen. <clears throat> what amendment abolished slavery? What amendment? Man, it wasn't five. Was it five? No. No, it was not five. Um, <laughs> it's in the teens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with 13 then, if I know. Yeah. That is finally like correct. That is the correct. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is correct. Uh, can't walk, will you? 
right, give me number three. Three. Daily Double. Oh Lord. You have fifteen. Special K has five. This is the last Daily Double. Yeah, and there's four left. All right, uh, I'll do five, man. I'll do five. I don't like this one, but this is tough. <laughs> what is the collection of black fraternities and sororities called? Oh, uh, I don't know, but um, oh lord, the collection. Um, the, I don't know the the Greek. Uh, it's all Greek. So the Greek family. <laughs> I'm losing my car here, man. Greek family. <laughs> no, the correct answer is the Divine Nine. We're collectively wow. known as the Divine Nine. Okay, wow, all the day doubles off the board. Uh, special K, we got five, six, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Number twelve. Who was the first black female millionaire? Mm. Wow, well, not your, your mom, your in the mom U.S. or worldwide? In the U.S. Black female millionaire. Your mama had some of her products. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> I have no idea, man. Um. <laughs> So why you ask for the clarification? You ask the world why? Your ass didn't know either way. So why did you make well, that distinction? Because if it was worldwide, I definitely wasn't gonna say Oprah. So, oh, but I'm gonna go with Oprah Winfrey. Fine, Anna. Yeah, I should know that. I remember hearing about this one because it's my namesake, Madam C.J. Walker. Fine, answer. That is correct. Madam C.J. Walker is the correct answer. This dude said United States and Worldwide, knowing he didn't know. Like, it's, like the, it's like the spelling bee when the kids be talking about, hey, you use it in a sentence. Can I get the, the origin? The origin. Yeah, that, none of that words you spell it. Yeah. Can't walk with you. This is more time to think. I get it. I, get, I use that all the time when I was younger. Um, give me number five. Number five, what fraternity is Jesse Jackson a member of? Oh, I know this from a different world. Um, I don't. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I'm just gonna say Sigma final answer. I don't know, man. Dang. So it's okay. You can steal. Dang. Well, since Sigma is on, I'm gonna go with Kappa. Fine now. No, just Jackson is a Q. Same fraternity with Shaq and Michael. Uh, Omega, 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 You got really wild hair. I was gonna say that. Uh, ain't that that's 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 uh uh Frederick Douglass, right? Final answer. Final answer. Frederick Douglass is correct. 
I, I, I should only give you two and a half since I gave you an assist. So we got. Right. No, I, I was gonna say him anyway. K Walk has fifteen. You got ten. So that's just some hope for you. K Walk, we got okay. three left. Six, <laughs> nine, and ten. Well, I give me six. <clears throat> Number six. What fraternity uh, is E Scott a member of? <laughs> oh man. Can I say is Kappa fine? Can I say Kappa? Does that suffice? Final answer? Final answer? Yeah. That is correct. That is correct. He's got his A-Quarter member of Kappa Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, <laughs> founded January 5th, 1911, Indiana University, Bloomington campus. But I digress. Uh, so proud of my brother. So proud of my brother. So proud of my brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got number nine and number ten. Let me get Nina Ross. That's number nine, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Number nine. Yes, yes. Who said life is not a spectator sport? Who said that? Life is not a spectator sport. Man, I ain't got a school on this one. Uh, uh, so if oh, sport, yeah. I'm going to go yeah, with that. I do know. Ah, oh, my man, my man. Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to go with... Uh, Think, think, man, think black athlete early on. That's why I was. Early black athlete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, say it, say it then. Say it with your chest. Say it with I was going with Muhammad Ali. Final answer. K-Walk, you can steal. Yeah, he's on my Mount Rushmore of athletes. That's Jackie Robinson. Final answer. Jackie Roosevelt Robinson is the correct answer. Last clue goes to you, K-Walk. What president All right. made Black History Month a thing? Oh. Okay. Um. Wow. What president oh said, you know what? I'm going to give you any words a month. It's going to be the shortest <laughs> one, but here you go. Um. It won't be rock. I know that. I was just waiting for that. Um, <laughs> that was more of a shot at Special K, you know. Yeah, I got you. Oh, that oh. terrible nonsense. <laughs> um, I want to say Abraham, but that that was, I feel like it was too early. Um, wow, I don't know. Abraham, like a final answer. I don't know. Special K, you can steal. Man, you talk about me saying Barack, and he said Abraham Lincoln? Well, oh. it, was, it, it was it was equally ridiculous. Yes, but he don't uh, do go. I'm he not go ridiculous I'm, that often. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I know it was either late eighties or early nineties, man. So, um, and I may be off on that, but I I believe that's when it took place. But uh, I'm not sure who it was though. So, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the first Bush. Find out. Now, it was actually Gerald Ford. You missed it by a few years. Gerald Ford was the one who well, gave well, us our How is my answer month. ridiculous if I didn't know it? I mean, at least he gave us some accuracy in population. But I'm saying, but, uh, we, we only had black history for about, you know, I know, I don't about, know. About, I, about, I about 60 years. You went all the way back to the 1800s. You went back to when we got free. We just got free. That's why you're ridiculous. We just got some freedom, and you think they're going to give us a month? 
I mean, I don't you know, know, man. That, I carried the, I, I guess I carried, I carried the decades one too many times. Look, you know, they didn't even tell the people down in Texas that two years later, that's the uh, <laughs> Juneteenth. That June they hey, know we hey. weren't getting no month back then. Hey, I, yeah. I think if I didn't get the, I think no matter what answer I'd have gave, it would sound ridiculous if it wasn't the right answer, <laughs> in my opinion. I don't care what y'all say, ladies and gentlemen. I'm coming to my own defense here. No matter what I answer, if it wasn't the right answer, it would have been a ridiculous <laughs> Well, you, you, you are the winner. I, I won't politicize uh, Spencer K's score because, you know, he, he came on short again. But if you got some music, go ahead and cue it. Indeed. <laughs> Medals round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama tech. I guess up there tonight. I hope you guys learned something. I'm talking to the audience. There's things that you might yeah. not have known. The facts weren't that obscure, but you know, sometimes you never know who knows what. Okay, well, it looks like we got about 10 minutes. So we can yeah. dive whatever. We, we can dive into whatever you want to get into. Yeah, let's do that, man. I, I want to talk about a couple of games this week, man. And now, hopefully, I wanted to squeeze. I, I was hoping to squeeze, but you know, I want to talk about um, just two games in general here, man. I want to talk about your Saints and Patriots uh, first. E, give me your thoughts on this. I know you had, you kind of touched on it a little bit, um, you know, about Mac Jones and how you felt as though if if uh, if the Saints were to lose to Mac Jones, then it's going to be an issue. Or just to paraphrase a little bit, but uh, let's preview that game and then the next game. I want to talk about. I think the biggest game, you know, uh, of the year, obviously of the week, that's Cowboys 49ers. But uh, what say you about the Saints Patriots? E? So, from a talent standpoint, I think we have the better football team. But from a management standpoint, they have the better manager in Belichick. Even though Belichick hasn't been looking Belichick like, what he likes mm-hmm. to do is take away the thing a team does best. I think we can win this game because we don't have anything that we do best. I mean, we, we, we bad on offense, defense, and special teams. So what's he taking away from us? So I think, you know, it's kind of like a crapshoot. I think he's going to be confused because we're hard to prepare for, not because we big good. Because, again, we're we not good at anything. So what do you concentrate on? I mean, Derek Carr is atrocious. I don't know if they're going to play Jameis or not. AK-41 he had, thir- like Kay said, he had 13 catches with 33 yards. You don't need to prepare for that. I mean, our defense is pretty good, but you got to have yeah, a strong sure. offense to take away our defense. They got Mac Jones. He, he That's not a strong offense. So this game, I mean, I'm going to pick the Saints, but this game can honestly go either way. This is a clash of two bad football teams. Not as bad as yeah. the game of the week they're giving us tomorrow night, um, Bears right. Commanders. Yeah. I, I don't even right. know why you bother to put that on TV. But, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Saints. I think we'll win a touchdown. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Kay, what say you about this game? I'm, I'm, now, I'm with you when you say this is uh, possibly the uh, – Worst game in a week. Uh, where where is the game? It's, it's in New England. England. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. I got I got the pass, man. I mean, they talking bad about Belly right now. Uh, somebody took the, the worst loss. You know, it's everybody for sure with Tom Brady. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Saints have been terrible all four games. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the pass, man. I'm going with the pass in this. I actually think the Pats are a pretty good team. They just ain't putting it together. 
Um, so I'm gonna go with the Pats in a, in a, in a uh, what I'm gonna call a dog fight, which is under twenty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pat seventeen thirteen. Yeah, you know what, Ian? And hey, I, I have to agree with you. You know, yeah, I've been riding with the Saints, man, because I've been believing in. And so they go to Jameis Winston, man. And I know where I was big, and me and Ship were big on on Derek Carr earlier, but. Derek Carr hasn't been performing healthy. Now he's hurt, but they're still push, putting him out there. I think Jameis is uh, feeling a different way right now. So I think the morale is down um, in New Orleans right now. And as bad as the Patriots have looked, especially last week against the Cowboys, I'm going to take the Patriots here. And, and I'm agree with uh, Kay on this one. It's going to be a really a very low-scoring game. I'm looking at 17-13 uh, here. Um, but, you know, I'm pulling for your Saints, though, because, you know, they're my second favorite team in the, in the NFL, man. I mean, far second, but they're second nonetheless. So, I'm, but um, I'm going to take the Patriots until the Saints can prove otherwise, man. Uh, so I'm going to take the Patriots here. All right, next game here. Let's just go real quick. He, we don't have to, you know, jump into it. I just wanted to talk about it because it is tomorrow night's game. But the Bears at Commanders, how do you see this one playing out? You can analyze it if you want. It'll just give a score. I think I'm going to go with the Commanders because the, the Bears are the, the, the textbook definition of a dumpster fire. I don't know what's yeah. going on over there. I don't know if they if Claypool – not only do I know if he's not playing, I don't even know if he's welcome at the facility. Or if, <laughs> if it's, where is it? Is it in Washington or in Chicago? It's in Washington. It's in, uh, oh, well, in Maryland, sure actually. Make, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he didn't make the travel team. So, yeah, he, he, mm-hmm. he unless they tell him, hey, we'll play you, but you got to get there on your own. I don't know. I just think Chicago's terrible. They gave up a big lead last week. I'm I'm gonna go with the Commanders in this one, and th- and that's no okay. that's no endorsement of the Commanders, but yeah. this is too much going on in the shot. Yeah, I agree with you. E. I mean, they're at home. They're they're at home. Um, they're, they're it's a Thursday night game. They fared well against the Eagles last week. I thought they should have they should have won Sunday. To be honest with you, uh, I think they you know too many you know it was a small. Um, margin of error for the commanders and then they, they, they made the errors at the wrong time and as bad as the the the, the, the eagles have looked they're still you know a, you know a top-notch team and you can't make too many mistakes against a team like that and not expect jalen hurts and those guys to uh, to make you pay for it but i do like the commanders they're two and two they're riding high right now even though they lost it was a close game. I think they're going to take a lot of that, a lot of that, especially the way the Bears have been looking all season. So I think they they smell blood in the water. They're going to take advantage of that. And I got the Commanders winning this one. I got them about you know, 23, 23-10. I'm going to go 23-10 Commanders. But okay, what say you about this game? <clears throat> I like the Commanders as well. Um, their defense is playing good. Um, uh, Sam Howell has looked way better than people have given him credit. Um, you know, be enemies changing changing the culture, man. So I'm going yeah. I'm going uh, uh commanders as well, but I, I got more of a blowout, man, because that front seven is, is, is an atrocious. So I'm going yeah, twenty three sure. commanders. All right, good stuff. Yeah, Chase Young is looking is looking good too off coming off that knee injury. All right, next game here, e, we got the uh real quick, I'm, uh we got a couple of minutes here. Uh you got Eagles at, at at Rams. The Eagles are going into SoFi Stadium and um and the Eagles are coming off, like I stated, are coming off of that win against the Commanders, that overtime win, and the Rams are coming off that win. What say you about this game? And then the Rams look a lot better, and they may have Cooper Cup as well. It may be a game-time decision, but what say you about this game? 
Yeah, I was listening to something earlier today, and they were like, Cooper Cup is back. But I, uh, we also had AK-41 back last week, and that didn't make a difference. <laughs> right. I'm thinking Cooper Cup is going to be rusty. I don't know. Uh, I think the Eagles are a more talented squad than the Rams. No indictment on the Rams, but I just think the Eagles are better. So I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. All right, good stuff. Kay, what say you? Where's the game? In SoFi in, in LA. So in LA. In LA? I'm going Rams. Yeah. I'm going Rams. Uh, the, the Philly just came off a tough game with, with Washington. Yeah. Um, I, if I remember correctly, they had to win that in overtime. Um, yeah. And now they got to travel across country. The Rams are riding the high. They got a, a wicked wide receiver that's looking like he's been in the league six, seven years. Um, he's putting up big numbers. I mean, right now he, he's balling. You know what I mean? Behind C.J. Stroud, it's, it's one of them two is rookie of the year right now, easy. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, man, I'm going. I'm going. If Cooper's back, I'm definitely going Rams. So um, I'm going Rams on this. Uh, okay. Or uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, 27-24 Rams. Okay, I'm with you on this one, Kay. I'm gonna go Rams as well for everything that you mentioned. I think the Eagles have been dodging a lot of bullets. And I, I think they're getting a little tired, and I think they're not going to be able to dodge this bull. And I think they suffered their first loss. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll make it. I'll make it a uh, close one as, with you as well. I'll go 27-24 Rams here. All right. Uh, big biggest game of the uh, of the year up to this point, E, and obviously this week we got the Cowboys going into Levi Stadium, Santa Clara. Against my San Francisco 49ers, um, you know, the Cowboys are coming off of that big win against the Patriots. 49ers coming off the win against the uh, the Cardinals. McCaffrey looked like, you know, a one-man show, if you will. But uh, what say you about this game? How you see this one playing out? Well, if we believe it, if you believe in momentum, then I'm going to give you transitional property. <laughs> and by transitional property, San Fran beat Arizona. Arizona beat Dallas. Bishop okay. to Rook Nine, which means San Fran is gonna win is gonna win love, this game. I love the way you think, we just, right? Since we just making stuff up. But no, I think San Fran is a better team. Dak go Dak. And uh, I, I don't think Dak plays well in the big games and the big pressure games under the lights. Yeah, he gonna get out there. He he beat up on a lesser opponent last week, but now he he got a team to play. So I'm going to say San Fran, but I think Dallas will be able to keep it close because I still say Michael Parsons is the best player in football right now. So okay. I say San Fran by five. Okay. Go, go to stuff there. I like that. Uh, Kay, what say you? Um, Real quick, I'm not missing where is the game. It's in San Francisco. It's in San Francisco. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Yeah. I'm 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 going I'm going 49ers, man, but uh it's gonna be a different type of game. Purdy's gonna step up or have to step up. Um I don't think McCaffrey's gonna have a big game, man. I think that front seven is gonna be too much. Um however, if if they do, man, that's gonna that's gonna say a lot to the league. But anyway, um I'm going San Fran in this uh, low scoring. I think the defense is going to ball. So I'm going to go San Fran 14-10. Okay. 
Okay. I like it, man. I can't – obviously, I'm not going to go against my 49ers, man, but I think this is going to be a litmus test for both teams. You know, when you look at it, you know, you got a really good uh, defense in, in, in the Dallas Cowboys, one that San Fran hasn't seen, um, you know, uh, all season long. Uh, and there's an offense that uh, that the, the Cowboys have not seen all season long up to this point. So, um, with that being said, you know, I got San Fran, you know, they're at home. Um, you know, they got a lot of weapons there, man. Um, I'm just, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm taking the fandom out of it, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, as a fan, I am nervous about this one because I can see this going either way. But I am going to take my 49ers in this one. I think they have a better offense than the 49. I mean, than the than the, uh, than the Cowboys. And I think the Cowboy, I think the 49ers defense is better than the Cowboys offense. And I think. Uh, it's a push between the 49ers offense and the Cowboys uh, defense. So with that being said, 49ers defense should win this or it may come down to a kicking game. So I'll take the 49ers in a close one. I like your score. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll take a 17-14. So a 17-9. I'll take a 17-9 uh, 49ers there. Hopefully it, um, it comes to fruition. All right, good stuff. We ran into a little bit of overtime, but uh, listen, that's what we do. Um, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to first and foremost thank Dr. T for coming on, uh, as always, and joining us and giving his expertise. Uh, on the different injuries that, have, uh, that take place uh, throughout sports. Always, Kay, thank you so much, brother, for, uh, for joining us and uh, giving your insight on the, uh, the boxing uh, for sure and, and, and football as well. Thank you so much for, for doing that each and every week. And like I do, ladies and gentlemen, like I like to do, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to leave you with something positive. Tonight I'll leave you with this. Good, better, best, never let it rest. So your good is better. And your better is best. All right. For E. Scott, I'm K. Walk. For Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott, never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Yo, baby, yo. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.